What's going on, collective listeners? How are we doing today? Uh, another episode. Obviously, appreciate you guys being here as always. Today we got Kendrick Pratt. It's an awesome, awesome episode. Uh, just wrapped it up actually, and the the overall theme and the overarching theme is really built around how to handle yourself as not just like an intern, but somebody who needs to be able to show certain levels of competency, but also certain levels certain levels of vulnerability, right? When it comes to like, hey, here's what I'm good at. Here's where I need work, right? But like doing it in a way where there's some some massaging of being able to say, hey, I'm still someone. I'm still super competent. I'm still someone you can rely on. I'm still, you know, extremely qualified for my job, but here are the areas that I need to continue building on to make sure that we're continuing moving forward. So uh, it's a great one. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. And uh, yeah, let's get it going. Kendrick, what's going on, man? How are we doing? Good, bro, man. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing fantastic. Middle of the week, coming off a long weekend. I don't know if you had a like long weekend yesterday. It's yeah. President's Day weekend or whatever. So it's Kind of nice three day weekend, pretty solid, you know. Just uh, just trying to like get get back into the groove of things. Honestly, sometimes the three day weekends actually hurt you more than they help you. <laughs> yeah, man. I think the hardest thing is like you know getting out of that groove, right? Like oh, I got one more day, and then you're like, man, like what am I gonna do with my life? <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Then you're trying to like you're basically trying to jam four days of work into or five days of work into four days, right? And it's like play yeah. catch up and stuff. So yeah, but uh, otherwise, you know, thank you for coming on the podcast, obviously. And uh, like, as, as we do with all of our guests, right, the really, the, you know, the, the main emphasis here is to try to document your journey and document where you're at at this point in that journey. So um, I'd love to just give you the reins and, and you can take us as far back as you'd like, as far as your story goes and anything you'd like to share. But uh, yeah, let us let us know about Kendrick. Yeah, appreciate it. Uh, well, thanks for, for asking me to be on. I really, really appreciate that. Love uh, being on and talking to people and, and giving the opportunity to, uh, help people if I can. So yeah, no yeah, I mean, about myself, you know, born and raised in the Midwest in the great state of Minnesota. Um, I just made a joke the other day that all great strength coaches come from Minnesota. Um, <laughs> I have met a lot from Minnesota. I will, yeah. I will admit, I've had some pretty solid ones out from Minnesota for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of good ones. So no, born and raised in Minnesota, uh, played pretty much every sport under the sun, football, basketball, baseball, track and field, wrestling to gymnastics for like two years when I was like four, nice. um, which is cool. And it's like, you know, the, I got away from it obviously. And then now I'm back in the, you know, the collegiate sector and it's like a lot of the stuff that we do is kind of like gymnastics based, right? <laughs> um, like the rolling and, and stuff like that. So it's really cool. But um, yeah, I played sports in high school, uh, had two knee surgeries in high school, which, uh, you know, hindered me uh, physically, which is, you know, okay. But I was able to get a, a football scholarship to go play at um, Moorhead State, which is in Minnesota. So University of Minnesota, Moorhead State by Fargo, oh, North okay. Dakota. Okay. Yep. Uh, so I had a scholarship to go play for them and then um, ended up transferring to Bethel University, which is in St. Paul. Um, yeah. yeah. So yeah. You, I think, is, is that where uh, J.D. Melhorn went to school, right? You guys know, yeah. You know J.D.? Yeah. So J.D. Yeah. and I actually played together. Oh, nice. That's sick. Yeah. 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 I worked with him when he was at UConn. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So yeah. JD was a, uh, he was a senior when I was a freshman. Um, oh, so I nice. came in that, that freshman spring semester, uh, cause I transferred that semester. So yeah, JD and I played with each other. Maybe he was a junior, one of the two, but, uh, yeah, we played together for a season, which was really cool. And then his brother, Matt, I don't know if you know Matt Melhorn, but, uh, him and I were in the same grade together and stuff. So it was really cool. And it's really funny cause like JD's crushing it now. And, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm like, Hey, what's up? I just talked to him the other day. So it was really cool. Yeah, that's good. That's awesome. Yeah, he's a great dude. Great dude. Yeah. But uh, so then, you know, graduated college um, and then went active duty for the military, actually. Um, throughout college, I like coached semi pro football, helped out with track and field and, and things of that nature. Like, still love 
you know, about being an athlete and everything. Had my third knee surgery in, in college, which took me out of college athletics, uh, which is unfortunate. But, uh, you know, I just love training, love that aspect of things. And then graduated, commissioned, went active duty for the military as an armor officer. Um, so then did essentially four years active duty. Um, the first like six to eight months was like training. And then, um, you know, went active duty after that. So that was really cool. So I worked with tanks and scouts. Uh, which was a lot of fun and and super cool and it's an experience that I don't think I'll ever get again, which is really cool. Uh, shooting tanks and and living in tanks and and doing all that, so that was really cool and fun and, and I loved that. But um, you know, as my time was getting done, I just didn't feel as if the military was personally or professionally like challenging. And what I mean by that is like I didn't feel like I was getting the skill sets I needed um, and that I, I wanted, if that makes sense. Um, sure. And so I decided to leave the active duty force and uh, then go pursue being a strength coach because I had coaches throughout my time uh, really invest in me. And I was like, if I can impact one life, like they've impacted me, I would consider my career successful, mm. um, which was really awesome. And I just had a couple of those coaches on my podcast the other day, which was really cool. Um, nice. But it's people that like I really value. I really mentor or like they're huge mentors to me. Like a couple of them I see as like my second dad, if you will, like I just really respect them that much. Sure. Um, so then went to University of Louisville uh, for graduate and then Elon for internship and then took a job at University of Illinois Springfield, uh, which was really unique. Um, that was really cool. And then took a position at TCU, uh, part-time like paid intern position and then uh, took a position at West Point. And that leads me to today. Wow. That's a... That's a lot, man. You bounce around there. So, so you were at Louisville for your graduate degree and then you got a master's from, from Louisville? Or yeah, so citizenship, right? Yeah, so I actually was at Louisville for the first year, um, and then I tr essentially dropped out yeah. <laughs> uh, or transferred my graduate program from University of Louisville to Liberty University Online because I took uh, a position at Illinois Springfield. Okay. So I completed my first year, did my um, did an internship at Elon that summer in between my first and second year, and then was essentially offered, recommended a, a position at University of Illinois Springfield. And so I took that position because I was like, sweet, I'm going to start getting paid. Like this is an assistant position, right. like let alone is just like a glorified GA position where it was like I was getting paid like 500 bucks a month. And, yeah. um, but I was like, I'm an assistant, you know, like, um, so then because of that, like I had to leave Louisville and they wouldn't let me finish my degree online. Uh, okay. So I transferred um, from University of Louisville to Liberty University and then completed my master's from Liberty. So it's technically from Liberty, but yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That makes yeah. sense. Yeah. yeah. That's wild. And so we, like, I guess my question would be like, you left the active, like active duty military, right? Because you felt like, was it like a personal or professional thing that you felt like you weren't being, you know, kind of like getting, getting satisfied. And, and did you feel like when you started to move into this journey through strength and conditioning, did you feel like that those things were being, satisfied or do you stay or you know is it kind of like a work yeah. in progress right like i'd love you to kind of touch on that yeah i mean absolutely a work in progress and i know people say like personally and professionally like your development's on you and i agree with that um if you've ever been active duty you understand the stuff with the military and what i mean by like the skill set was like things that people actually value and what I mean by that is like knowing a microsoft office and like the intricacies amongst all of that right like um, instead of just typing an email, you know, in your military email, uh, is it, there's a lot of skills that I learned, which was awesome. And I'm very grateful for, but just some of the things that I thought that businesses and the civilian world, if you will, like 
needed and respected wasn't happening. And so I was just like, Hey, you know what, I'm going to go do something else. And, uh, I've been extremely challenged, um, in a good way, you know, from strength the conditioning, from a communication style, from obviously like, you got to know, you know, how to work Excel or some of these other, uh, Microsoft office tools and reading data and the sports science aspect of things. And, um, sure. you know, then the actual like intricacies and the technical components of the job. Like, so yeah, I would mm -hmm. say like my growth has, uh, really, um, been exponential, you know, kind of since taking this route. Yeah. 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 No, that's good to hear. Yeah. Cause I think a lot of times it can, you know, I, like I say, it's like, like, like for, I, and the reason I ask it in that way is because there's just times where I'm like, all right, yeah. Like I felt like, you know, at certain places I was professionally and personally challenged better or in better sure. ways than, you know, in other places. Right. So it's never like, okay, now I've moved into this particular career path. Now I'm solid. Like I'm, right. I'm getting challenged. Like it's going to be different no matter where you go, regardless of, you know, the environment that you're working in. So, um, I guess my question would be like going forward, you know, thinking about some of the people who are obviously going to start making the decision, right. That to go that yeah. path, like to go down yeah. the strength and conditioning path. What are some things that you yeah. think might be a little bit better like what can we do like better in this particular field to start like challenging people and making people feel like personally because i my personal challenge was i thought it was a personal issue like i thought like i thought you know even even if like you're at a, a university looking back on it now right like i think even if you feel like at times yeah. that you're not professionally being challenged i still think there are some professional challenges in, somewhere in there right like there's some mm -hmm. there's some good that you can take from pretty much every situation that you're yeah. involved in even if you're in a situation where like you know maybe the head coach or like some other coaches have some different ideas upon like what you guys are doing or whatever the case may be. Or maybe you right. feel like, Oh, I'm, I'm really going down this deep rabbit hole with all these other things that and methods I want to apply. Maybe you don't have the opportunity to do so. So mm -hmm. you might think I'm not being, I'm not you know, being, I'm not being allowed mm -hmm. to explore, I guess you could sure. say, mm -hmm. but um, I still think there's a lot of good to be had there in those situations. And I think that there is something to be said about the fact that like, well, you're still, you still have a job and you're still like racking up like, time in the industry and you're racking up years right so i'd love yeah. to hear your take though on like that side of things where it's like because i got to the point where i was like i just don't feel like i'm becoming who i want to become as a person i was like mm. i'm not i'm not doing anything else other than just like working and chasing this and it kind of gets you to a point where you're like oh damn like i'm not really even sure what my other interests are you know what i mean so yeah i'd love to hear your thoughts on that yeah i think that's a struggle for everybody because um you know what kind of happens is and I struggle with this too, right? Is we kind of make it our personality, if that makes sense. You know, we're like, yeah, I'm a hundred percent. I'm a strength and conditioning coach, and like that's all I do. And it's like, how am I going to talk to anybody if I'm not talking about, you know, whatever? But you know, honestly, I, and and that's it's it's uh, it's it's a struggle because you know you work long hours, right? So you're working, you know, twelve hours um, or however long you're working, and you know, it's it. I mean, it it consumes your life pretty fast, but like you're just working constantly and. Constantly. Um, so I think one is, you know, finding a position with a university, private sector, you know, wherever you want to be that allows you to have a personal life. I think that's a huge component sure. and, you know, being at a place where you can kind of come and go. And what I mean by that is like throughout the day, like if you need to, you know, go run to the doctors, if you need to, you know, whatever the case might be like, take care of you. Because at the end of the day, like if you're not taking care of you, you can't take care of anybody else. Right. right. And if you don't have a family, if you don't have other people that are reliant on you, like you need to take care of yourself. Like your athletes sure. are reliant on you. If you do have a family, like your family's reliant on you. And if you aren't taking care of you, like you can't take care of them. And sure. I think that's a huge part. And so I, for me personally, it's like, you know, finding a position, finding a place where 
you have things to do outside of work. And I think that's a huge component. Um, and what I mean by that is like different restaurants, different um, things to go see and do and different experiences. And then, um, you know, getting time outside of work to go do that too. You know, sure. I mean, we love to say like my passion pays the bills and I'm there at 5 a.m. and I'm leaving at 9 p.m. Like, yeah, man. like that's really not that cool. Like right. I respect working hard and I, I will work as hard and as long as, as need be. However, comma, like your life isn't this and it's a part of you. It is not you, if that makes sense. So I think that's a huge component. And I think I struggle with that just as much as anybody else. Um, and so I would say, you know, like, what can we do? I think we can, I think we need more strength coaches, if I'm being honest with you. And here's why I say that, because if you're at an entry level position and, you know, Anthony, maybe you can attest to this, but if you're at an entry level position and you take on three, four, five teams, right. And you're gung ho, which is awesome. And I respect that. And you want to be at every training session. You want to be at every practice. You want to provide, you know, as much services as possible and do all the data. And, and, and I love that. And I'm that person just as much as the next person. And, and so you're like, you burn yourself down quickly. Whereas if we had more strength coaches and you came in and you only worked with two teams, maybe three at max, like your quote unquote work-life balance is way better. Your personal life is way better. And like, you know what, if then, you know, if you want to start to specialize and go and do that, but then you don't feel like, oh my gosh, I need to be at, you know, there's strength coaches that have seven teams, right? Like, and then they just live in the weight room. Like that's all that they do. Then they just live in the weight room and they don't develop speed. They don't develop, you know, some of these other, um, you know, adaptations and attributes that are really good. And then they don't have time for personal and professional development. And then, you know what I'm saying? Then they just feel like they're stuck in this rat race. They're stuck in this thing. They're making $30,000 a year. And they're like, I can't see an end out of this. So then they eventually leave, right? Because four out of 10 people leave the field every year. And it's just like, man, um, that's really, all of this is really easy for me to say. And it's hard to like do, but you know, like, it's, it's it's difficult i'm not gonna lie like yeah. it's, it's hard it is but yeah is yeah, it really I mean, four out of ten people leave the field every year yeah man crazy man. That. yeah that's wild I, I guess i mean i'm thinking sitting here thinking like you know like you said like if we could get it to where i, mean, I know i know some strength coaches have like 10 teams and some of these yeah. like smaller like mid mid you know even like yeah. still in division one too like some mid-major schools yeah. i'm like you're like 10 teams or whatever and it's like every hour on the hour you like you you're waking up in the morning knowing that like your whole day it's just going to be just trying to survive. You know what I mean? Just trying to survive. Yeah. And and I know there's some strength coaches who might be listening to like, Hey man, I had that. And like, I locked it in and I got it done. Like there's, I, I trust me, we all did. Like everybody's yeah. going to get done. Like we've all had those jobs, right? Where it was just like mm-hmm. every hour on the hour, 6am to 6pm, you were dialed in into that yep. weight room, making yep. sure that, you know what I mean? You can do what you can, but it's like, like, like I, I understand that, but we all know, like no one's going to sit here in their right mind and say, well, yeah, like that's the most efficient way to do things. Or we, sure. we gave the highest quality. To sure. each, you know what I mean? It's like, then to do that day after day after day, you're telling me that you're still going to be interested at the, at the very least. Like, I'm not saying that you can't get through those things, right? Like, yeah. There are a lot of union guys who get through their, their, yeah. you know, nine mm-hmm. to five, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like, what are we actually providing? What are we actually doing good for the industry by continuing to like, you know, pound our chest by, you know, doing these things, right? Like, Hey, yeah, man, I was in the weight room, 6am got out like six, seven, 8pm. I can't hold, you know, it's like, all right, yeah. that's cool. Like, that's great. Like, 
that seems miserable if you're asking me. <laughs> it seems terrible. Yeah, well, that and there's a point of diminishing returns, right? I mean, you know, you you were in the college sector. There's a point where you're on the floor so much and so often, and and, and then you know you just there's a point of diminishing returns where if you're doing it yeah. 12 hours a day like that, and it's very easy for me to critique this, right? And it's very easy for me to say this, and and it's very hard in application to. Um, yeah actually do and so like I, I love our i love our field i love working with athletes i love working with coaches i love that component of it um but we just i guess my point that i'm saying is it doesn't always have to be like that and what i mean by that is it's, it's the classic like when i was an intern you know and it's just like okay well it doesn't have to be like that you know what i'm saying like yeah. we worked 27 hours a day, eight days a week and walked <laughs> uphill. But it's like, okay, well, like it doesn't need to be like that. Things are progressing so we can progress as well. And we can treat people with respect um, mm. and, and do that. Right. And, and I think we would keep more people if we did that, because I just look at it the other ways, like let, let's say you're an intern or whatever the case may be, but like, you know, if, if you're an intern and then you get offered a position, like, well, if I treated you poorly when you were an, an intern, and now you're on my staff or you're, you know, we work together. Right. Like you're not going to like love that. You know, you're going to be like, right. dude, I don't like this guy, you know, because he treated me poorly, but all of a sudden it's, so it's just, but, um, I respect paying your dues. I recognize that I, I do that. Like when I was at UIS, I had seven teams, right? Like, and, and we had four racks. It was in a rec center. We shared it with, um, students. Like there'd be times where, Hey, like I have a team of 30 coming in in like five minutes. And the guy's like, I've got four more sets of back squat. And I'm like, well, I'm literally using all of this. Right. And yeah. so it's just like, like I, you have to go through that to a certain extent to appreciate, you know, having one team or two teams and, and, you know, getting paid well, but yeah. it's a struggle. I mean, it's definitely a struggle at the time. You got to get out of that from the very beginning. It, it's hard. It, it, it is really hard. I'm not gonna lie. It's really tough. Like, my first job, I made $500 a month, you know, like it's mm, tough, yeah. you know, super tough, super yeah. tough. And I, I think that, yeah, like that's the thing is it's like, so honestly, I look back on some of the times I'm like, I don't know how I did that. Like, I don't yeah. know, like knowing like where the way I am now, like in the way that I think in terms of just like wanting like to have, I mean, I guess it's like, you know, when you're, when you're like career chasing, you know what I mean? And you're, you're chasing jobs and stuff like that and trying to like, move, you, you're just kind of like, you got the blinders on and you're just going anyway. Um, yeah. But you know, it's like, I mean, it's crazy. Like looking back on some of those days, I'm just like, dude, how did I do that? And like do it for like so long. You know what I mean? Cause then yeah. you think like, you're like, am I getting soft? Cause I'll be honest. I don't think I could do that again. You know what I mean? I don't I just don't know if I have like the willpower to like walk yeah. to like wake up and like, you know, be on the floor for X amount of hours for free. You know what I mean? And it's yeah. like, there's a lot of people who are like, yo man, I would do this for free. And I'm like, how, like, yeah. <laughs> how can you do that though? Like, you know what I mean? There's just like a point where it's like, I yeah. can't do this stuff for free anymore, man. Like yeah. it's too, it's just, you know, like I was a 26, 27 year old intern. Like I'd worked in the yeah. private sector for a long time. It was like, I was like an older intern, right? You're like not making a paycheck for like two years, no health insurance. You know what I mean? It's like, yep. who wants yep. to hear that? Like, Hey, yeah. Like I'm oh, at, like, I don't, yeah. I don't make any yeah. money. I live in my parents' houses and I don't have health insurance and I work like, you know, whatever, like 10, 12 hours a day. Yeah. And, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's just like, it's like, I know it's yeah. getting better in like certain areas, but man, like, mm -hmm. I, I think that, that, that pie in the sky you described, right? Like the, yeah. two like you know two to three teams or whatever you can like really dedicate yourself like you can really like become you know still have a life outside you can have a family like yep. i don't know how some of these people have families without you know, working some of these jobs it's crazy to me yeah man and i was in the same boat right like I'm, i was a 
I got into the coaching later because I did my active duty time first, right? Yeah. Um, so I wasn't 21, 22, 23, 24, you know, working yeah. for free, essentially. It was like I was 26, 27, 28, um, yeah. you know, and it's just like, okay, like, when is it going to happen, <laughs> you know? Uh, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the golden question. But, you know, if, honestly, I think here's a couple of things is like <clears> – <throat> you got to play the game. And what I mean by that is like, you know, you got to network, right? Like I'm a huge believer that your network is your net worth. And if you're in the industry or you have been, or looking to get into, you know, whatever the case may be, get with the best coaches. Like I firmly recommend that reach out to them, get with the best coaches, you know, offer to learn from them, um, you know, work for free for them, which I just said, like, you know, but like, that's how, because they know people. And, and what I mean by that is like, if you do a really good job for them, you know, they can get you in a better starting spot. Um, and unfortunately that's kind of the, the, the game, if you will. But I mean, yes, you're going to have to pay your dues. You're going to have to pay res your respects. Um, but I don't think you should do that at $30,000 a year with a master's degree, you know? I mean, <laughs> yeah, there's some, there's some rules, right? There should be some like levels to this thing. I did. I mean, yeah. but, but go back to what you said before. Like, I think that yep. there are some, like there, there are like the people, cause I find myself still, still, still saying it to this day. I'll still, I'll still find myself saying like, uh, when I was an intern, like, this is how, this is how we did it. And I think, yeah. and like, cause, cause I think that there are certain things that I took from being yep. an intern that I thought were valuable, you know, some intangibles yeah. of just like, you know, I think just some like the basics, right. Where like, you know, and yep. I've outlined this before, but I do think like, you know, the, like understand it's not even being an intern. It's just like stepping into a new space where like you have yeah. not been and like mm -hmm. respecting the fact that other people around you have been there for, you know, however long. Right. And right. There was a way and a system that was, you know, sell, you know, sort of established prior to you getting there. Right. Um, yep. You know, I learned that when I was competing in powerlifting, it was like my first real internship I considered to be the, the actual guys that I used to train with. Right. Cause it was like, yeah. Hey, you know, we're a bunch of like competitive powerlifters. We do this for a living. You're like this, like you're like 20 years younger than us. You, yeah. you, you think, you know, like about lifting weights or whatever, but you know, absolutely nothing you know nothing about commitment nothing about discipline maybe you have like some general desire but like what sure. you're going to do is you're going to you're going to sit there you're going to load the plates you're going to train with us but you're going to take all the shit that we're going to throw at you right we're going to yeah. we're going to berate you right we're going to we're going to we're yeah. going to make fun yeah. of you right we're going to do all these yeah. things but you know eventually you keep showing up we're going to want to know your real name and we're not not the random nickname that we came up with you came up right. for you that you know we right. know you hate <laughs> and, and obviously we want to make sure that we take care of you when you earn that respect yeah. then it's like all right we want to hear we want to hear ant's thoughts on things let's ask him yep. questions like he's been around like obviously he's established a trial. like i think those are general principles that have nothing to do with like internship right Correct. it has everything to do with just like understanding how to like read the room establish a connection with people <clears throat> do the right things show respect for yep. like a you know a, a community that's already been established long before you got there instead of coming and being like oh well where i was at before that we do this this is you know what i mean like i think that the, that that to me is like one of the major takeaways for being an intern you know what i mean i think mm -hmm. all the other stuff like i think it's all it's all there's like a like we can go into like all this like there's a sure. ton of different variables because every internship's a little different of course i think a lot of the other stuff is pretty variable though like you can yeah. you know what i mean like there's other things yeah. that you can kind of like mix and match will be different no matter where you're at but i think that's the one that'll probably be like a universal truth is just like showing respect to something that was done prior to you getting there you know 100 percent. that was like um no i agree with you 100 on that like when i joined the military um when I joined the military, my dad was like, Hey, look, like you're going to go be an officer, but before you do that, you're going to go be an enlisted soldier and actually go through basic training in AIT. And you're going to know what your guys go through. So one, you can relate Two, you can say that you've been there, that you've done that, but then you can pay your respects too. 
um, because he's like, you can't lead people if you've never been there. And I was like, it's fair point. So yeah. like when I joined the military, I was, I was a private, I was the lowest of the low, right? Like did all the dirty work, uh, went to basic training, went to AIT, like all that stuff. Um, so I could then know what it was like, right. And, and, and um, able to then, you know, reflect on that and be like, okay, like I know what you guys go through. Like I know this information too. And it paid me a lot of dividends, especially in the active duty force, because they were like, oh, we called it like, oh, you're prior enlisted. So like you were enlisted, now you're officer. And I was like, yep. And they're like, okay, like the respect aspect uh, was gained much, much faster because sure. of that. Um, and I paid my respects to say like, I've been there, I've done that. I've done kind of the work that nobody wants to do, um, yeah. you know, which is good. And I think there's a life lesson in that. And it's the same thing, right? Like, hey, like you need to come in you know, with curious questions, you gotta, you, you gotta want to learn. You can't, you know, come in saying, I know everything. No, you don't like, but you gotta want to learn. You gotta have that aspect and like be curious about, you know, have such a love to like learn and understand and then ask questions for the people and, and do that aspect of things, you know, and, and do it the right way. Not just, Hey, I demand to be paid. Like, no, like, no, you don't. Um, okay. Like you don't, um, but understand like, how you do that can help you in your career uh, or accelerate your career much faster. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of demanding going on. You know what I mean? I think, and I think that your situation, right? Like being able to say, like, I actually went through this basic training. I actually was, you know, what you were or what you guys yeah. are, right? When you're talking, like, of course, like there's no doubt there's going to be a level of respect there. Um, I think that that's part of being an intern too. Like, I'll be honest, like I can't, yeah. I can't lie and be like, yeah, no, I don't really care about like what your journey was. Um, I just care about what you know and like your, but like, of course those things matter, but like I have come across some people who I like kind of know, like we're never interns, you know what I mean? And I'm like, yeah, damn, like I know, I know like, you know, everybody, pretty much like if you, if you made it in this field, you went through some trials and tribulations sure. for sure. Most of yeah. the time, you know what I mean? But I know some people who like, like never were an intern. It's kind of like, I, I, I you kind of see it a little bit like showing through, you know what I mean? Like I, I could yeah. tell cause you, you don't really know how to like interact with these interns or like approach sure. them. You know what I mean? I think that there's, yeah. there's a certain level of, of understanding, but again, like you could have somebody who has been an intern, but went about it in the complete opposite in the way that we just described. Right. Sure. There's definitely been some interns who interns who are like, they came in guns a blazing. Right. And again, like sometimes it works for people a lot. Of, I bet you, I bet you it works a lot of times. Right. Like, you yeah. know, cause they come in with the whole like squeaky wheel gets the grease attitude kind of thing. Sure. Or like, you know, if I just, you know, if I bring it up enough, eventually they'll pay me. Or if I, you know, continue to like show my skills and abilities and yeah. you know um, the whole, like, you know, right. Like act, for, you know, sort of like perform for the job you want and not the job that you have kind of thing. Like, mm -hmm. I, I agree with that for sure. Right. You know, but yeah. it's like, how do you go about kind of like massaging that balance as an intern from like knowing like, all right, like, Hey, here's what I know. And here's yeah. what I know that I can provide, but here's like your level of trust for me right now. So let's kind of find like a balance where like, I know where that window of opportunity is to like insert myself a little bit, yeah. you know? Cause I know, I know a lot of people have like come in like, like, and it's just, I don't know. Yeah. My personality is totally yeah. different, dude. Like I'm like, sure. totally, I'm like, keep my mouth shut. Like I'm just, you know, and, it, and it'll be that way for a while. That's, you know what? You can make yeah. the argument. Like someone could be listening to this podcast, but like that was probably why you were an intern for as long as you were, right? Like I was an intern for, I mean, granted, like I, I went from like being 26 years old working in the private sector to having to like jump into the college sector, which, you know, you're starting over, right? So it's like, yeah, I was an intern. Yeah. I did three different internships. I was an intern for probably like a year and a half, right? Maybe sure. a little, a little yeah. less, right? Till I yeah. finally, I became like a, like a paid intern or whatever um, yeah. at UConn. But it's like, you know, like someone could sit there and be like, well, maybe that was why you were in it. Like, maybe that's why you didn't get a job right off the bat is because like you just like 
yeah, yeah you, you let things settle you get let things settle in sure. it's just that's how i am like i'm like a be where your feet are kind of thing it's like if yeah. i'm gonna be in it like i'm gonna be that's who i'm gonna be and i'm gonna try to be the best that i can be at that until somebody feels like i'm worthy of something higher you know what i mean but mm. i don't know you know i don't know you know that that's that's it's kind of complicated right but like i think there's yeah. something there yeah there's a level of like tactfulness that is required you know to okay like hey i know a foundation hey i'm i'm you know becoming more advanced. Hey, okay. Like I have these questions and I think the quality of your questions determines that like, what I mean by that is, you know, if you're asking, uh, you know, basic questions, you know, we can kind of gauge your level of, of where you're at. But if you're asking more advanced questions, Hey, I was thinking about this and according to blah, 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 or, Hey, I just read this. And I think, or here's a question that I have, here's my thoughts on it. Like, what do you think? I think when you start kind of asking those questions and getting more in depth and having like more curiosity, mm-hmm. uh, from a coach's perspective, you can like start to gauge like, okay, like they're committed, um, but they are, you know, not a beginner. And it's okay to be a beginner. You gotta be a beginner everywhere. It doesn't matter, right? So mm-hmm. I would say embrace that, read, you know, do the things that you need to do. Um, ask questions, you know, um, not annoying questions where it's one every two seconds, but, you know, ask questions and and then figure stuff out on your own. Right. But yeah, I think there's a certain level of tactfulness that comes with that. Um, especially you're not going to get a a full-time job after your first one. It's probably just not going to happen. Um, and, and, and understand that and embrace that and recognize that you got, you have to go through the process. So it's like, if I'm trying to shoot hoops, like, and I don't know how to shoot. Like I have to go through the process of sucking at the beginning and, um, you know, learning the skill set component of it. And then I can be more advanced and then I can learn how to dribble and then pull up and hit a J and then hit a fadeaway J and like all this other stuff. But, uh, you know, you have to be a beginner and you have to embrace the embrace being a beginner before you can be, you know, advanced, if you will. Sure. Yeah. I think the other thing too, is like, so like going off that, and maybe this is like a question I can pose for you because I kind of, sure. I kind of got some, like, I, I came across a situation the other day where someone asked me and then like the, the particulars of the situation aren't important, but like somebody asked me if I knew how to do something mm. and there was like a certain, you know, a certain thing they asked me if I knew how to do And in my mind, I'm like, well, I kind I kind of have a decent idea. Like I've, I've, you know what I mean? Like it was, it was actually, it was in jujitsu, right? So I will provide sure. some context, you know? So someone was like, I've been trained yeah. jujitsu for about a year and you know, anybody who's trained jiu-jitsu for a year knows that like a year in everything is still just like whoa yeah, you know what i mean yeah, yeah but yeah. but you're like you're better right like with you know yeah. not to get into like too deep into that stuff is you know the greatness that is jiu-jitsu but like yes you know talking about like yes. someone asked me was like hey like do you know does everybody here know how to finish an uma plata right mm-hmm. and in my mind i'm like well yeah like i know i know how to right like if i'm in that yeah. position you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i know how to kind of get there and all that stuff but the reality is like i think the question should be like is, is everyone here a master at doing uma platas, right mm. and of course everyone in the room would say no of course you know what I mean? right. even some of your higher level belts would just, no no one would ever admit admit to mastery and anything in jujitsu right correct um, yeah. you know, for most yeah. most most people right you know most yeah. people that i hang out with at least right so mm-hmm. so i'm like you know and, and so for anything like that right so like i said i said no right and so like sure. you know a couple of the guys looked at me because like they know like obviously like i i like have a general understanding but my thought process was like well if i say no then the person, like, if I say, like, no, I don't know how to finish a new plot, the person who's describing is about to teach me this thing, about to go, because he was asking in the context of, like, if someone doesn't know, then I'm going to go into detail and explain yeah, it. Yeah, if you yeah, guys yeah, do yeah. know, right, if, if someone does know, then, like, I'm going to hold back. You know, sure. I, I would assume he's like, I'll probably just skim through it and just kind of, like, get you, since you guys already know. 
but mm-hmm. it was like myself and like a lower level white belt who raised our hands. And I was just like, no, because in my thought process, it's like, if I say, I don't know, then he's going to go through every single technical detail, knowing that the guy I knew, obviously I'm like good friends with the guy who was, you know, demonstrating the technique. So sure. I'm like, and I, he's a technical like savant. Like, I mean, this dude like loves yeah. jujitsu yeah. and loves tech. So yeah. I was like, if I tell him, I don't, he's going to take me through every single facet of every single piece of this information that I need to know. And he's not going to hold, he's not going to withhold any information. Whereas if I say, I do know how to yeah. do this, right. He's going to be like, all right, well, you know, so I'll just kind of like skim through it or whatever, just skim through the technique. And I might, and then sure enough, right. Like he went through some things and I was like, oh shit, like kind of forgot about that particular yeah. part of like where the hand needs to be and stuff like that. Like, kind of, and that's why I did, you know, so like a couple of the other guys were like making jokes were like, oh bro, like four stripe white belt doesn't know how to, you know, fish like, they, obviously they're joking. You know what I mean? But in my yeah, mind, yeah, I'm like, yeah, well, yeah. no, like, so I guess my question is like, as an intern, this was a legitimate issue for me because I was an older intern. So I wanted to still show that like I knew things, but at the same time, I wanted to show that vulnerability because in my thought process, like if I tell you or I act like I don't know, I know you're going to give me everything I do need to know. So I'm going to pick up something, you know what I mean? So I don't know if it's better to just say, well, yeah, I have a general idea, but like walk me through it as if I know absolutely nothing because I do do that from time to time too. But I don't know. I mean, I think, I think this would be an important kind of conversation for like younger interns out there where it's like, sure. You know, like that, that fear of showing vulnerability because you do, you're already at a disadvantage. You're already in a hole, right? Like you're already an intern. So like you give them any room to think that like you're not capable or you don't know something. You know what I mean? You, you don't want to show that in a, in a sense, right? Or at least that's the, what, that's yeah. what an intern would think, right? Mm-hmm. So you're like, so, you know, that, that's kind of my like question is like, would it be better to just like admit or just say like, hey, yeah, I don't know. Like talk to me as if I know nothing about this particular sure. method or whatever that you're trying to ask me about. Or is it like, you know, because I bet there's a lot of interest out there. Where it's just like, yeah, like I said, you're already at a disadvantage. And it's like, you want to show you want to show that you know as much as you can, like whenever that window of opportunity sure. for it to like demonstrate that comes available, you want to jump on it, right. But, mm-hmm. you know, so I don't know what your take is on that. But to me personally, I got a lot more out of that session by just saying like, I don't know. Yeah, I knew like maybe yeah. like 50 to 60%. But that mm-hmm. 40% is massive. And that takes you know what I mean? So it's, you know, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, whew, that's a good question, because I can see it both ways. Um, my personal default personally, um, and you can kind of take this for, for what it is, is I I personally will just try and, and and say, Hey, like what I'll do is I'll pre-frame it and I'll say, Mm. Hey, I think I know, or at least I know some parts. And if I'm wrong, can you please correct me? Right. Or if I miss something, can you please correct me? Um, because then it pre-frames it and it's just like, okay, like I know, I want you to know that I know some. Um, sure. I may not know the intricacies and I want to know the intricacies. So if I miss something, please, you know, fill me in. But I'm also a believer of if you can teach it, you know it, right? Like, yeah. and, and, and so, because it, it does a couple of things, it, it shifts you to start to become the authority figure. It, um, allows you to show your expertise and, it, you know, if you're an intern, you know, and we can stay on that or whatever, but it starts to separate you from the rest, which is a good thing right? That's a good thing. You want to. And so you can, and if you fall flat on your face, guess what? Awesome. Like you get an opportunity to try again tomorrow, you know, but I wouldn't say like have the fake aspect of it. Like if you've put the work in and you know it, like you could probably have, have taught, um, you know, that aspect of it in in jujitsu. Um, and then he could have filled you in on some of the details and he would have been like, yes, absolutely. I totally forgot that. And then you would probably never forget them again. Um, but that's just my default personally. Um, some people may not be like that and that's okay. But, uh, mm-hmm. my default personally is, Hey, like I'm going to do this, put myself out there. If I fail, I fail, but it's for me, it's better to fail, like try and fail than, than it is to not. Um, it doesn't mean that, I don't know. I see it both ways. I see it. It depends to me. Like, yeah, 
your level of competence. If your level of competence is like, hey, like I feel like I'm a 90% at this, then like, yeah, you should be teaching that. And then please fill me in. But if you're like, hey, I feel like I'm 20%, then like, mm, you should probably sit back and listen still. Um, yeah. You know, and then practice, right? Like, I think you have to practice. You have to like r run through it in your head. You have to practice talking. You have to practice that component of things. Um, and that's yeah. what I would say personally. Uh, again, that's yeah. just my default, but um yeah. Yeah. I, I think, well, I think it's, well, it's interesting too, is because like you're like saying like, Oh, like whether you're an intern or not, it's like, well, think about, and then you think about that particular situation from like an assistant perspective, right? It's like, yeah, exactly. you're supposed, you're supposed to know, right? Like you're expect like the reality is like, will you know? Like, no, like there's so many things that I didn't know as an assistant. There's so many things that I have no idea about now. I, like, oh. I, I don't know what that, I don't know what that, <laughs> I don't know what that, that real is, yeah. dude, the, the, yeah. the real that's like, um, Oh, what's that? What's that real on Instagram? I forget how it goes, but it's like, yeah, man, like people like oh, ask me all the time, like, you know, how do you do it? And I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing half the time. Like, I don't even know. I have no idea. I'm like, dude, like that's exactly, that's exactly how I feel every single day. I like surprise myself with like what I pull off. I'm like, whoa, like how the hell did I get that done? Like, what, dude, what, you you'd be I mean? amazed. So, you'd be amazed. Like every day I walk into the office and I'm like, this is my question. Here's my thought. Does this even make sense? Like, yeah. And it's yeah. like, and it's like, I'm asking because I literally don't know. Like I was thinking don't about know. this. I was thinking about this. Does this make sense if I look at this, you know, piece of data and I'm trying to correlate it to this? Does this make sense to anybody? Or is it like literally yeah. every single day? And maybe my coworkers are annoyed and that's okay. But like it's literally because I'm like, I don't know. Like and yeah. it's so funny because you know, uh, what's that graph where it's like you're a beginner and you don't know anything and then like you're kind of in the middle and you think you know everything and then um, it's a yeah. freaking Dunning Kruger effect, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, I think the more you can say, I don't know, like, let's go figure it out. I think the more you actually learn than being like, yeah, I do know. Like, for me, like, wow, I have no idea. Let's try it out. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, 100%. That's why like, I feel like on a day to day basis, I'm like, I've gotten so much more comfortable just being like, I really don't know. It would be, yeah. and it'll probably be a lot easier and be more efficient if I just ask somebody else as opposed to trying to like bulldoze this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, yeah. I think it's good. Like, I think that that's interesting because you know, that's, that is something that I think a lot of people probably battle with. I, I would say like, you know, just, just going off the top of my head, like based off this conversation that someone could take away is like, all right, like just have like a general gauge for like each like level of competency for like each thing that you guys are doing at that particular like university you're at, sure. right? Like have a, like a, have an understanding of it. Right. So that you, that way you can be like, you know, Hey, cause like in my, in my opinion, right. Like jujitsu is like a completely different animal in my opinion from like other things it's like yeah, it's it's yeah, totally different because yeah. like yeah. i could like yeah like there, there, got, there's things that i could literally like i could just like do like sort of like make happen right but i couldn't like walk you through it i couldn't really like coach you through it like i'm kind of in that phase where it's like all right i, I like i like know some things you know based off of like the amount of drilling that's yeah. taking place but like being able to like coach it coach the particulars coach the variations of it and things like that like that ain't happening you know what i mean it's only think yeah. about like a year after lifting weights like it ain't gonna happen and, and i think jujitsu is honestly one of the hardest things that i've ever done in my life and i'm this is coming from someone who's like legitimately like i wouldn't say i'm like a like an incredible athlete but i just have like some general competency when it comes to picking things up right so i think like having like at that point in time i still to this day like even after giving your rendition of it which i think is absolutely awesome i still think i would say no, if they were asking me, does anybody not know how to sure. finish a bottom? I'll still yeah. probably just say no. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's just how I feel in jujitsu. Like the other thing too, though, is the difference is like jujitsu is not my career, so I don't care. Mm -hmm. I don't care if people mm -hmm. if if people think that yeah. like oh yeah. like Ant doesn't know this. Like like I'm totally cool with like going in there and like my instructor seeing me just like suck one day. You know what yeah. I mean? Like there's some nights where I'm just like yo, I'm garbage, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm just trash. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I'll walk out yeah. of there and yeah. like yeah. I used yeah. to be like discouraged about it, and now I'm yeah. just like 
I'm going to go home and eat and go to sleep and show up tomorrow. We'll just do it all. Yeah. We'll just try this. We'll exactly. run this thing back. There's not those days. Whereas like, so I think, you know, to, to wrap it up, like, I think, I think it's, it's cool if you're like, Hey, like you're an intern, you're an assistant, like have a, have a, like a, a, an understanding, like be able to throw a percentage on like your levels of competency sure. with certain things. So that way if someone asks you or whatever, you could just be like, I'm about like 60% on that. But like, if you give me that other 40% and like, talk to me as if I don't know yeah. anything about it, I'm probably going to pick up some details that I, so, you know what I mean? And I don't think, I think that's like a respectful thing to say. I think yeah. it shows some humility, shows some vulnerability, but also shows like, Hey, I'm not like completely in the dark on this thing here. So don't think I'm like a complete idiot because I mean, how much time do you even have as an intern to try to like impress upon, right. you know what I mean? Like some of right. these like assistants and some of these other people, it's like, you don't have that much time to be able to right. say like, Hey, like, here's what I can do. Here's what I am, you know? So, um, I'll, um, yeah. I'm going to, we're going to like wrap things up here in a little bit, but sure. I'm going to let you comment on all that and I'll let you yeah. have the floor and you can, you know, kind of close out your, your finishing sure. thoughts on all that Kendrick and, and everything yeah. that I just, you know, rambled on about. And then if you have anything yeah. else that you wanted to kind of, you know, close out the, the, sure. the podcast with the floor is yours, brother. Yeah. I mean, first of all, I think if, if nobody's ever done jujitsu, you should go and do jujitsu. Um, it's extremely yeah. challenging and it will humble you very, very, very quickly. Um, yeah. Very yeah, man. I mean, super quickly. Um, yeah. Like, like the smallest guy in there will humble you very quickly, and you're <laughs> yeah. like, "I'm way stronger." It's like, "No, you're not, bro." Um, so, you're really absolutely, <laughs> I, I, I have mad respect for people that that do jujitsu. It's it's crazy. It's um, we do like combatives for the army and stuff, so that's really cool. Mm. Pretty similar, but obviously some different nuances. But it's yeah, it'll humble you quickly. Um, mm. You know, to to that though, I think yeah, I think. What that does, you know, if you say, hey, I'm, I'm 70% confident in this or I, I could teach about 70% of that. I think what it does is it gives you the aspect, you know, to kind of bring this full circle based off what we talked about to, to say, um, I'm 70% on that. That's something that I should do personally or professionally to develop myself. So if, if, if it's, mm. for instance, like I don't know how to teach sprint technique, whatever, right? Like, I know that there's this acceleration thing, but I don't really know after that. Like, that should be an indicator for you that you need to go and, like, learn that. Or, like, you need to go and, like, read about that. Or you need to go follow people that teach that. Or you need to, like, go and invest some time understanding that so you can take that 70% to an 80 to a 90 and then where you feel pretty confident because you're never going to be 100%. It's just you're never going to be 100%. Um, but you can increase your percentage of it and then increase your level of confidence and competence to teach it, to teach it accurately, to understand, to give, you know, the details of it. Um, and then you're like, okay, cool. Like I feel pretty confident in that aspect where somebody asks me or whether you're an assistant too, like this isn't just intern stuff. Like I think this is as a whole, like, oh, you're an assistant. You don't know how to do Excel. Well, you should probably go watch some videos. You don't understand data. You should probably go and, you know, find some people or some things to look at, reference, learn, read, um, you know, and, and have that aspect where you're always continuously learning. Um, you know, I try and read 10 pages a day. Some days I read 40. Some days, you know, unfortunately I don't read, but I try and be as consistent as possible and read 10 pages a day. Um, and that's really helped me. Um, and that, you know, increases my knowledge exponentially, I would say. Um, and so if you're not reading, I would highly recommend people to read, uh, regardless of who you are, or where you're at. I think reading is ex extremely phenomenal. I think there's so many people out there that put out great stuff, whether it's a book, podcast, whatever the case may be. But um, yeah, I mean, if you've identified where you're at, which I think is a great thing, because we always need to be doing self-evaluation and self-reflection, then I think that's an indicator or a trigger for you to say, I need to learn more about this topic, which is great sure. because that shows you curiosity in the field and that shows like how much you 
care about what you're doing to then say, I'm going to go spend the time to learn this or whatever the case may be, which is a good thing. Like that's what we should be doing. Or you reach out to people and have a question. Like I ask so many people, so many questions, uh, continuously. Um, and, 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 but that's like how we learn and grow together. And I think that's awesome. Sure. Yeah, no, that's great. I appreciate that, Kendrick. That's a yeah, and I, I think like, and I'll I'll wrap up with this. I I think that all of those things are a great way to approach this, right? And this is interesting because like I I I know like for the listeners, like I don't come into these podcasts with a particular like theme in mind. I just I go off of what where the conversation goes, and I, I would love for this conversation to continue. We'll have to do like a part two because I think sure. that there are some some you know, some nuances, right? But I think mm. that is a major key factor too. Is the fact that in my mind, it's like like it's totally different when it's your career and there's money mm. on the line things like that like, that's part yeah. of what i love about jiu-jitsu i can go in there and just be a regular dude like yeah. no one's asking yeah. me about, like i don't have to be yeah. on you know what i mean? I just yeah. go in there and i'm just like like coach me yeah. like i haven't been coached before yeah. you know what i mean i haven't mm. coached since i was in like high school right so i think that um you know but i think that there is a level of that that can take place in your career where it's like i'm going to show a level of uh, like a little level of vulnerability to my boss 100%. let him know where my weaknesses are because then he's going to be because like, he, he knows we all have weaknesses somewhere so it's like if i show that but I show that I have, I have some general competency in like almost everything, right? And I'm, 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 but like, you know what I mean? They can kind of like rat, you know, take a look yeah. at like, okay, here are his weaknesses or whatever, his or her weaknesses. I can like help him with that because they need to know. They need to know in order to help you. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but yeah, that, no. So, uh, I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that and like, if you're a department and you're all working together, like, you should be trying to help each other be better for the collective group and yes. for the collective athletes and for the people that you're working with, right? Like. You know, if one person is really good at speed or one person is really good at power development or one person's really good at energy system development or one person's really good at Excel, you name it, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like you guys should like share that information with each other. So then like that person can be good too. You know, like if you're a director, exactly. if you're a boss, like your goal should be like to train the people below you so well that they can do your job and that you essentially work yourself out of a job, right? Like that's what you yeah. should be doing. Like seriously, like that's what, and well, oh, that's taboo. Like that's what every great CEO does. If you like study people that do business, they essentially like remove themselves from it because they train the people below them to do their jobs so well and to do the job above them so well that, their entire business can operate essentially without them, which is amazing because they make hundreds of millions of dollars, but we're so taboo and we don't even think about that. It's like, if you're yeah. a director, like you should try and teach and coach and mentor the people below you. So then they can be directors. Like yeah. your goal should be like, I want you to have my job in a year because that's what your development requires. So like you need to learn all of this stuff. Like now, <laughs> You know, yeah. um, so then you can go because it's just helping them and it helps you. Like there's so much great of it, but we're so like scared of our jobs and it's just like help that person. You know, if yeah. somebody's really good at stuff, like have them share that information with everybody because that's how we grow. That's how we get better um, individually and collectively. So like yeah. try and get them to do your job for you or not for you, but like to be able to do your job um, and, and do it well. So then you could be like, this person's legit. Like. If you guys don't hire that person, that's a freaking mistake, you know? <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah. This is great. Kendrick, this is awesome stuff, man. I appreciate it. This appreciate is a great it. conversation. Uh, we'll definitely have to run this back soon. And um, yeah. yeah, man, listeners, we'll catch you guys next time. Kendrick, stick around for a little bit. We're going to make sure this thing downloads. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll go from there. But uh, yeah, thanks again, Kendrick. Appreciate awesome. you, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Appreciate you.